I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Good evening, a very warm welcome back to Online Darts. And here we are, the live land returns after a week off. Me, Phil Bars, Lee Boyce, there's a blank space. We're hoping Dan will be in. He's had a bit of a mare with his laptop. He's left it in a hotel room where he's away from the weekend. So we're hoping Dan can sort something out and join us shortly. We'll be nice to God. We'll say congratulations. It's his anniversary. Um, no, with Poppy, no, so no, he's no, taken, no, 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 he's no, taken, no, no. He's taken no, Poppy out for the man. night. <laughs> Not having any of it. Not having any of it. No, no, no. Um, no, 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 no. It's been, it's been, it's been a while, everyone. But I hope you've enjoyed the coverage. It's, it's been non-stop, hasn't it, boys? Yeah, it's been a very, very busy time um, and it's now just sort of build up to, to Blackpool with a few more events teeing us up and then we go into the actual busy end of the year and this is just sort of a warm-up to what we've got stuff in the back end of six months. But um, for some of us, it's been busy doing a lot of the stuff website-like and then for yourself, who's been travelling, I was going to say Europe, but it's actually been all around the world since we was last on, so... Yeah, it's been... It's been it's been good. Um, the chat room is absolutely um, packed as always. Matty Edgar was in. It was good that we spent some time in Nienhausen with Matt. He came and jumped on the 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 live stream, which was which was good. Daniel was in. James Paddy, James Jim McEwen, of course. Big Jim is in. Hope you are good. Um, Roddy Pop is in. Yankee Clipper. Carl, Philip, how are we doing? Uh, Matthew, Pam is in. Rose, Owen, Bob. Oh, it's rammed already. Uh, Malachi, and we've got one happy Juanita. The Aussies did the job at the weekend. We'll come on to that later. Tommy is in as well. Good stuff. Yeah, look, it's been super, super busy. We're going to try and break it down in kind of chronological order the way it happened, although some of it seems a long, long time ago. Um, look, it's just been absolutely unreal. And 
Look, Frank Furt was great for the World Cup, but oh my God, it wasn't ginger friendly. I genuinely almost died. <laughs> yeah, it's been a, it, it has been a bit of an hectic couple of weeks. Um, Phil, just a few comments around the audio as well in the uh, chat room. Sure, the audio they're saying yours uh, Well, one say audio generally, so it might be both of us. Two seconds. Um, but, yeah, while, while you're looking at that, it has been acted. And I dropped you a little message about an hour ago looking at the order we done a plan tonight's show. And that was just because I was looking back at some and I was thinking, was that really in the last two weeks? Because it feels a lot longer considering what happened this weekend. <laughs> it's yeah, it's... Um, yeah. Um, at absolutely nuts. But look, loved every single minute of it. Um Evening, uh, Jason, how are we doing? Um, nice to have the washing machine back. Yeah, there she is in the background. All good. Um, so that's all, it's, it's all good. Um, I just played with the audio. Can someone let us know if that's better? Turn this up a little bit. Um, right, so hopefully, like we say, Dan, Dan will join us. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll jump... Too loud. Audio is good. Uh, better now. Audio-wise, audio is good. Um, how are we doing, Connor? Good to see you in Niederhausen, buddy. Right, let's crack on. We're going to go all the way back, and this seems an absolute eternity ago. But the Nordic Darts Masters happened. Um. So it's um seems a long time ago this World Series event boys going into it. Um Michael Smith blitzed America, so he was he was favourite or one of the favourites going into it. But round one, I'll tell you what as well, from the World Cup and this, Vladimir Anderson is an absolute fruitcake. Absolute <laughs> fruitcake. There, there was just four edits to the Danish interview when they won in round one just four yeah he, he likes dropping an f-bomb or two so so do a few other players as we're well aware mr bars i'm sure he's not the first give you four edits <laughs> yeah um but yeah right so round one michael smith kicked off against vladimir anderson that this was clear cut job done thank you very much um then um, Fallon Sherrick beat Darius Levanowskis. Look, there's a whole host of missed doubles in this one, Boise. But look, Fallon, she's doomed if she does, doomed if she doesn't. She loses, she gets slated. She wins, she gets slated. Yeah, we seem to always have to have a little bit of a snippet in the show to talk about social media. And sometimes it does brilliant things. And I'd probably say last night, after last night's result, which we'll come on to later on, done brilliant things. I thought social media, there's so much positivity. Um, however, this event, we saw the negative side of it because there was so much. Um, even down back to like Murph's post, Murph was getting absolutely slated. But actually, what Fallon did was go up and win a dame of darts. She didn't do anything different than a lot of the players did in this first round. It wasn't a great first round for a lot of the players. But actually, when you look at the players in it, the player you wanted to avoid 
or probably it'd be Darius or Maras Rasma. Fallon actually drew yeah. Darius and not a job done very convincingly. If Darius is going to miss darts, that's nothing to do with the opponent. That's him missing darts and not being able to handle the pressure. Fallon was very, very disappointing. I'm sure she said so herself in um, New York. She came then to the Nordic Dart Masters, whereas Dot of the history, and she stepped up to the plate with a 6-1 win. Wasn't a great performance, wasn't the best performance by far, but in the end, it was job done. It's just a shame that we have the the knock-on effect when Fallon does win. Yeah, look, New York, I'm not sure if we said it, that there, there were there was a massive reason behind the performance as well. Look, I, I won't say it unless she comes out and says it, but anyone that was in New York knows there was a huge reason behind it. Um, but that, that stands, to, if she wants to, to say, then, then she will. Um, but again, she averages 80 and wins. James Wade averaged 80 in the World Cup and nothing was said. But it's just, yeah, it's yeah, it, it, it's one of it's frustrating, it's frustrating from someone who enjoys the game, has my favourite players, have my least favourite players. But just if one of my least favourite players goes on and does something well, it doesn't mean they have the right to go and abuse or the criticism of a player isn't a bad thing. Criticising someone is never a bad thing, as long as it, there's rationale behind it. But from what I've seen, there just wasn't a lot there. And for me, like I says, I think Fallon done a fantastic job getting over the line after a disappointing result with whatever else happened in New York, just on the stage, a very disappointing result in New York, to then come back the week after, which, from what I can remember, she's not had back-to-back weeks on a PDC stage. So to come back then the week after, very quickly turn around, to then come back and then put in a performance to beat Darius Labanesti, sits one. For me, it's a very, very impressive win. Yeah, and we'll talk about her in the quarterfinals more in a minute. But then going price again, straightforward, 62, um, 62 victory. Uh, Dimitri Vandenberg, 6-0, average 98. Dimitri just was just so solid all weekend. Uh, MVG, 6-1 win over Marco Cantelli. Again, straightforward. James Wade, 6-3. I was expecting a little bit more from Madis Rasma. Maybe he's averaged 90, but he's expecting a little bit more. Um Peter Wright, performance of the first round, 6-0, 103 average. And then Gary Anderson. We saw the best and the worst of Gary. First round, I've still got no idea how Daniel Larson threw this one away. Yeah, on with that. <laughs> exactly the same watching it. It was the question mark straight away when he's 5-2, 5-3 down and you're looking to think that, are we going to be talking to then? Is this the end of Gary Anderson? Are we going to... Seeing go on and win something because these are the rounds that, yes, we've seen him struggle with before, but not in this this manner. And the fact he got over the line, I'm not quite sure how he did. Um, but fair play for, for Darry today and over the line. But it's a real struggle at times to see Darry Anderson when he's in this type of form. Yeah. And then it got interesting. Round two, this is where it all kicks off. First one, uh, Michael Smith beat Fallon Sherrick. But apart from the last two um legs when Fallon missed a host of doubles. She had Bully Boy going in spells of this game and we saw the Fallon that we all know can play on a stage. Yeah. Hundred percent at down into the break at five all it was. It was a great performance in ten legs to be to to be equal with at the time and potentially still now the most informed player 
in darts. There's arguments with a couple of other players who can probably be in that mix. But for then someone who Fallon performed poor in New York, didn't perform great in first round, but got the job done. And then to to be all square at the break, at the, at the one break, two breaks, five apiece anyway. Um, yeah. And then actually, it was only, like says, the last couple of leads where I think you realised that the Damon Donch had missed a couple of opportunities. But it was a very, very good performance and a lot to take away going into the rest of the World yeah. Series. Um, then Dimitri Randenberg batters going price that there was only one winner in this game. Um, Dimitri head and shoulders above Gezi in this one. Yeah, it's as simple as that, really. Um, still question marks for me on Desi's form. We'll touch on Desi a lot more as the as the show progresses because we're trying to touch on two weeks. But this, this didn't good, help with that. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, when it, when he's done, it's outstanding. But um, one thing for me is that as a Demi as a Demi fan, someone who likes to watch him, for me, just in this game, he seemed to just go up and get the job done. We've we've spoke before about him slowing down in a lot of games. And I don't think in this one he did it particularly where he has done in other ones when he's come up against the likes of Derwin Price. I think he just, at this point, realised he was playing better than the Iceman and went up and got the job done. Yeah. Um, Carl, thank you very much, mate. Carl from Darts Tracker putting some absolute superb stats in the chat room, mate. Absolutely fantastic for them. Thank you very much, mate. As always, top class, John O'Shea is in the house. Hope you are amazing. Are good as well. Um, got to say, in Niedenhausen, the Joker threatened me. I might have to go to Cork and explain why Maisie keeps having time off score at this rate. Bless her. Um, Robert <laughs> Owen is in. As always, I hope you are good. Um, and then, look, James Wade's, James Wade battered MVG, but you could see, and he said it himself, even after his opener, MVG didn't give a monkeys about this tournament. All his focus was on the Monday and he was completely overlooking this tournament, Boise. Which right now, you can say it's okay. If things <laughs> didn't go to play a couple of days later, it's then there's there's huge question marks on was it the right decision to do that? There's there's tournaments that yeah. players prioritise. We we well we, we know that. Um there's tournaments that players use as a warm up, there's tournaments that players miss completely. However, with this one, MVG made it clear before a game. Normally you have a player come out afterwards, they've lost and says you know, now it's time to focus on Premier League or not focus for that. He said it before James Wade, Dane, after yeah. his win on the Friday. Um, but I don't want to say it's justified because that sounds like he's, he's threw the game away. But <laughs> the focus to be on the main one, and then if you can go and pick on the main one, then it seems a bit yeah. justified, doesn't it? <laughs> uh... Um, Stanley will touch on that a little bit later, but yes, I do agree. Uh, Lendl is in cleaning uh, the new house. Uh, Preston is in from California. I hope you are good, mate. And then the all Scottish affair. Where the effing hell did this Gary Anderson performance come from? Because you look at everything else this weekend, it was either just okay or absolute awful. But this was 14 legs of vintage Gary from nowhere. Yeah, this was Premier League finals, the, the night, week 16. 
sort of performance. Um, not to be expected. Wright would have come in his favourite. And to be honest, Wright played pretty well. He didn't do an yeah. awful lot wrong. He was just up against it from the off with, with Darry Anderson putting in these performances. And this is him doing this every so often is why I still believe there is a big one there or a very deep run in a big one left in Gary. It's just a lack of consistency that we've seen it now. We've seen it in Knights in Steen of the Prem. They're not following up at all. Um, and we saw it this weekend as well. Um, it's fair play to Darren Anderson to put in the performance. Like I said, it's not a lot yeah. Peter Wright could do. And it was just outstanding by the fine statsman. Yeah. Then semi-finals in the, the evening. Dimitri Vandenberg, 11-4 winner over Michael Smith. Look, Michael Smith missed a whole host of doubles early on. I'm not going to say that he, he, he wins it, but he's certainly in the game. But the damage was done early, Boise, and Dimitri just ran away with it. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much nailed on there. It was, you can't win a game at the start, but you can get yourself a pretty good advantage. And that's what Dimitri done early on, just... Just taking those opportunities a bit, James Wade esque sort of like we talked about it a lot. Does with a few years back, just pinching those sort of leads where they are missing those opportunities or not finding the story. And Dimmy done just that and that enough for Lee to then put himself in a a, a final. So, same in the second semi final that Gary got in front of James and just did enough to fend him off. It wasn't a great game as the averages suggest. He just did did enough after those first two sessions to fend James off. Yeah, and the thing with a James Wade down, there never seems to be a game where the winner's got the higher average. And Gary Anderson has beat James Wade in this one with a lower average. James Wade wins a lot of his games with a lower average. It's just reversing this one that, that Dando took it, but he wasn't able to match the quarter final performance that he put in against Peter Wright, but he was able to to put a place in the final, but spoiler alert on the screen, if you didn't already yeah. know. Yeah, I say, if, if you haven't, you've been living under a rock. Um, but again, Dimitri <laughs> Vandenberg, congratulations, absolutely battered Gary Anderson in the final. Um, his first World Series event win, his second televised title, wherever you want to dig the bones out of that one. It was on TV and it's a title, so we're, we're going with it. Um <laughs> Everyone said that Michael going into it was only held one televised title at that point. So look, we'll we'll go with it. And he was he was superb. Um, we've also got a little clip from Dimitri. I had to go dig dig out and find this as well because it was that long ago. Oh yes, a fabulous day it is. Just the words that you just spoken. It's yeah, music to my ears. I'm loving it. Yeah, hundred percent. I've had nervous moments in my games. But the nerves was only coming on because I was starting to let it go. I felt that it doesn't matter who, which game I played, it doesn't matter who I played. From the start in the games, I was strong. I was putting them under pressure. I think, I think that's the right thing to say that I made them miss. But then again, the quality that I have managed to play and also managed to beat—it's it's incredible. And oh, like you said, right now I'm holding this trophy. It, wow, it's incredible. It, it's, yeah, like I said, it's wow. <laughs> I think he was a little bit happy. Not as happy as yes. the James Wade interview from the World Cup, but we'll come on to that one as well. <laughs> yeah, it, 
the thing is, we've we've seen Dimi perform so well the past couple of years at the match play, obviously winning one and runner up in the other. And this is sort of perfect pe- preparation for him with that just I know keep talking about it because we are just under a month from the Winter Gardens getting underway. It was a win that was needed from Dimi. It was not one that many would have predicted, I don't think, coming into that weekend. Um and it certainly puts him in a a better position now with a few tournaments left before that one in Blackpool, where he'll fancy his chances of down at end because he's had such a good run there over the past couple of years. Absolutely. So that was the Nordic Darts Masters. From there, we all went south into Germany for the Premier League finals at the Mercedes-Benz Arena. And first of all, what an arena. And the crowd were unreal. Yeah, I thought he was very good. Obviously, you was there. I was watching it on TV and I thought the come across very well. Um, especially when we're talking about a Premier League night. Yeah, it's abroad, but we're talking about a Premier League night when um, myself, Dob, Tam have been very volatile on Fallout Bar. Yourself's been quite volatile on here around the atmosphere in Premier Leagues. Just has just doesn't seem to hit the same as what he does with some of the tournaments. But the final didn't disappoint from an atmosphere perspective, like says from a viewer's point of view, it was it was spot on. Yeah. Um, so semi-final number one, Johnny Clayton was the favourite coming into this, but Joe Cullen put in an absolute masterclass in finishing in this one. He averages a ton, batters Johnny Clayton 10-4. Look, Johnny started slow. I think there was a few nerves in Johnny Clayton heading into this one, Boise. Yeah, first led was, was key for me that the misstart at a double for Clayton, then Joe Cullen had uh, 28 and finished it on double three. It was just... It was one of them that then you sort of looking even early on to think, can he do one? And then that, that the legs just keep coming for Joe and Johnny couldn't dead into the dame at all. And we spoke about it earlier that you can't win a dame early on, but you can put yourself in a great position. I was sat watching this with uh, Aaron from, from yeah. our team as well. And I was talking through it. And it, when the store was, it's still that too, the last sort of lead. And I was saying, I just thinking back to the Masters, and how many darts it took Joe Cullen to then go on and win the Masters, that if Johnny Clayton had just stayed a bit closer, it wasn't totally over, but it was just outstanding. The 180s in 11 180s in 14 lengths is just fantastic from the rock star, um, especially in his first Premier League year. But it says, I think he would have snapped your hand off for a place in the semi finals to then get to the final as well. It was a great performance. Yeah, and then same scoreline. But MVG swept James Wade aside. Um, and again, it was one of those ones that James Wade missed a couple of doubles early doors. Michael punished him and just didn't look back. And you can always see if Wade misses a few early, he just kind of goes into his shell a little bit. Yeah, and complete reverse of the store line on Saturday. We, we spoke about it. Yeah. it would be, it, we'd be having a different conversation to MVG doesn't win um, about how we played on Saturday because for me it wasn't it's not the right way to approach however there was so much riding on this for Michael one because the big TV title yes we can talk about the um, Nordic Darts Masters but 
the one big TV title. He didn't he didn't hold one of those, whatever you want to call them, majors, premier titles. He didn't have one of those titles to hand. Um, and for him to then go away from the sport for potentially a few weeks, a month, you know, a couple of months maybe, we're not too sure. To then go away from the sport, and knowing he's going away from the sport, it was such a big win, the semi-final, because he had to make sure he was hot favourite that he was in that final. Yeah, I'll come on to that in in a minute. Um, but the final itself, <laughs> one of the best Premier League finals I think I've, I've ever seen. It went one way, it went the other. We had big finishes. We had drama-filled moments in this one. Joe Cullen missed a match dart. And when I say missed, I mean missed by the just the width of a wire. It, it was a well-thrown well dart. It's kissed the double 16 wire. And look, I, I, I haven't managed to speak. I've spoke to him on WhatsApp, um, but I've managed to speak. I'll speak to him in person when I get the chance. What a Premier League he had. Even, even though in defeat, it was just a magical final. It, it was. It was... I've watched it back there a couple of times because I thought it was a, a great Premier League final. Trying to sort of pick out the moments of it are just too difficult because there's so many throughout the whole tournament. The missed dart of Joe sent me back to, was it Darry Anderson at the match playing quarters or semis yeah. maybe? Sort of them sort of moments. The fly. Yeah, it sort of was back to that one, but what a tournament. But before we go on to Michael, what a tournament that the Rockstar has. Lloyd says, for someone on debut getting into the getting into the semi-finals is an outstanding achievement. When you look at the world champion not being in there, the world number one at the start of the Premier League not being in there, and then Joe Cullen, who only qualified by getting through uh, by winning the Masters, is then in the semi-final that I think the majority of people would have predicted him being. Seventh in that table, maybe. Darry Anderson and Joe, probably on favourites going in. To then go in and make the final in first year is a fantastic achievement. And hopefully that miss at the double doesn't linger too long because he's got such a fantastic career in the sport. But not just that, he's proved he can do it at that top echelon. If he can continue to put the errors in and continue to work hard, he deserves to be at the top end of this game. Yeah, um, completely. Um, the MVG injury bits, um, Carl, I will talk about this in a second. Um, but yeah, look, MVG, sixth Premier League crown. We could see what it meant to him. We've got a clip from his interview. Um, um, Daniel, that is absolute horse shit, mate, because I've seen the great big cut on his hand where the surgeon went in. So, right, let, 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 let's play the clip. I make myself painful if I don't do it. And then to, to make myself so painful like today and to do the right things at the right moment because I want today purely on character and that's what's really important in this game. It's interesting you say that. I mean, how painful has it been really painful. over the last couple of years? I created my own problem a little bit, and the press, of course, because I get slaughtered if I don't do the right thing at the right moment, uh, because 
everyone expect Michael to win, but that's not how it is. That's not how easy it is, and that's not how it should be. But the most important thing, I won here today, and that may, gives me a great feeling. And yeah, from here on, I know there's more in the tank, there's more to come, but yeah, we're gonna see that in a few weeks' time. One. And I'm, go and I'm gonna be there record as well, don't worry. I still got 10, 15 years to go. So we need to hear weather. There we go. Um, Michael in the chat room there. How are we doing? Um, so, yeah, MBG, sick Premier League cran, says he will beat Phil Taylor's record. But it will happen as well. He'll just tick it off. Um, yeah, we hard to hard to disagree that he won't pick up another Premier League. Um, yeah. Especially with that one there. We, we've sort of says when he won the Nordic that it would he would bounce on from there and we'd see him go on and pick more. We didn't see that. Hopefully this injury doesn't have a too long of an impact. Um in being back on stage and playing to the level he did on Premier League like like says in a fantastic final. Um because if he is back and he can play like we seen I think it was in April when he won a few tournaments and then obviously in picking up the Premier League, he's got to be the favourite to lift a couple more down into the back end of the year. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, I'm on the injury. Uh, seen the, the the picture. I was chatting with Vincent in in Niederhausen. Um, interestingly, obviously the the cut they've gone in from the hand side of it to to do it all. Spoke to his his manager um, as well over the weekend. Surgery all good, all fine, um, and all eyes are on the match play. Um, so good signs for MVG. Um, I'm not quite sure what they're going to do with the Dutch Darts Masters. Who's going to come in yet? Um, I've got a funny feeling that Barney will come in for commercial reasons. Um, the only other one I could think of would come in. He's loot, but as it's the World Series, commercially, he's the route that seems to go down. Um, well, the other one as well. He's a completely different device. But. Speaking to the Dutch guys at the weekend, um, Iron, who works now for Via Play and, and that, um, and, and Vincent, who works for Via Play, ticket sales aren't particularly great for the, 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 the Ziga Dome. Um, if they were good, do I think the PDC would put Barney in? Maybe not. But the fact they're not particularly good, I think that Noppy will get bumped up to a seed and, and Barney will, will come in. Personally, I wouldn't do that. I, I would either stick um, Joe... Or Luke Humphreys in. It's it's not the tournament where it's the logical route from players playing well, is it? It's the tournament where it's what works best commercially. So I probably yeah. agree that it will be Raymond that's in there. Whether it's right or not, it, it's 
a different conversation altogether. Yeah, uh, look, it, it, it'll, it'll be interesting to, to see what, what they do. Um, we're, we're, we're expecting an announcement any day um, on it. Um, because the tournament's only four days away. So we're, yeah, we're, we're expecting... Draw, draws done what on the Thursday? Normally we see the retorted draw. What, it's not live? <laughs> I was very told. <laughs> um, maybe, um, maybe because maybe because we saw the draw somewhere else before it was um, shown on social media. Before, maybe. Uh, yeah, um, but yeah, look, the, the Premier League, 16 fabulous weeks of qualifying, night 17 in Berlin. Um, interesting, the, the, also the PDC sent out a quiz questionnaire on the Premier League and, and what you liked at home. They sent out two, fun enough, Jimmy was sent at the weekend. They sent out one to ticket holders that they know bought tickets and one to their database as well. So it'd yeah. be interesting to see how they combine the two sets of stats and, and data. Look, I'm convinced we see this form of the Premier League again next year as in individual tournaments do i think there'll be a couple of tweaks yes but primarily i think it will be the same i i think the the format um will stay the same to the change who plays who and to the change the bullying up for each game and stuff like that maybe do we expect eight players? Do we expect a winner each night? That, for me, will stay exactly the same as it is. I think maybe with the surveys, if it's similar to um, the World Cup, we haven't saw yep. the change this year. But from your interview uh, with Matt, Matt was quite open to say that we could see changes then in 12 months' time. That might be the case for the Premier League. It might not be for 2023, but 2024, we could see a different look Premier League. Um, but generally, the, I, I'm still not sold on this format. However, there is positives to it. There is positives to the tournament type night. It's just the same players playing so many times. I think was the was the biggest bud there for a lot of people. Um, yeah, right. So from the Premier League. I'm going to say the, the the players made the dash, but they they didn't. Um, none none of the Premier League players played on the Tuesday. Um, Joe had never entered. Michael obviously was on the first flight back to Amsterdam in the morning for surgery, um, and Joe, I'm sorry, Johnny never entered. James entered, but didn't play. It, it was a tough. It, it, it was tough to get from Berlin to Niedenhausen in time to get ready and play. Um, I got yeah. there. I, I, I left I left Berlin at five in the morning and got to Niedenhausen about midday and I didn't have to prep to play at two. So that, that's how it, it was almost impossible. 
for, for, for James and Johnny to play if they'd wanted to. That they, they could have, but yeah. normal prep wouldn't have been there. Yeah, I'd, I'd done a bit of the looking into it on the Monday night with a couple of players being down to play or Javel uh, James still being down to play. And I've just thought, surely it's not feasible because if you travel that night, you're not going to get there till four or five in the morning or vice versa. If you leave at the time you left, you're only going to get there for 12 o'clock. And he's, we know how much yeah. the players prep means to them each day. Um, so it'd be a very strange move to then do it. I just found it weird that the names were even down in the first place because I didn't expect to see everyone playing. Yeah, um, Philip, uh, no, I, I don't. Um, I know those two guys that did the James Wade interview probably won't get accredited again um, because they literally commandeered James as he was coming out of the practice room. Um, PDC weren't very impressed. Um, um, look, I, I've spoken to a few people off of just, just chatting and no one else there saw anything. Look, I'm sure James will come out and say in his own time what it was, but speaking to the people that I've spoken to, Nothing to report. Um, so, uh, Preston says, have, they, they normally like around three hours, mate, to get ready for tournaments. Um, so, here we are. Players' Championship 16. And the run continued. The bully boy, Michael Smith, made it three wins in a row in players' championship action, and it was an absolute belter of a final against Dirk. Absolute sensational stuff, mate. Yeah, it, it was an outstanding watch. It was to see the semi-finals of the two young lads, I'm sure we'll come on to in Barry Keane and uh, Josh Roth dead in there as well um, was an outstanding feat for both of those players but then to have the final of Michael Smith and Dirk which probably you'd expect with that semi-final lineup, it was just an outstanding outstanding final and for Michael Smith to then delve three back to back um, Pro Tours at this stage was just a great run and what a way to do it, it was just a great match yeah, um, and also I'm just pointing out, even though he has taken his lovely girlfriend out for an anniversary date, he's still watching. <laughs> I knew you were going to say something. Outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I hope God. you're watching as well, Poppy. If he's still watching, I'm sure we can see. I'm sure we can see, Phil, that little blank screen at the bottom. Um Feel free to pop up at any time if you want to tell Poppy that you're in for a little toilet break and appear for 10 minutes. You're more than welcome to jump on, my friend. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, semi finals, Keen Barry and Josh Rock. I'm guessing they will develop this this weekend. Well, sorry. Um, but no, look, it was, it was, it's great to see the young lads doing it. Look, it's not their fault. I know we laugh and joke. It's the system that is the issue, not, not the players and that we. Um, get there, but more importantly, a quarter final run for big John Henderson. He's not going to give up this tour card without a fight. He's not, it was just 
it was a great couple of days for Hendo, not in regards to even for a preparation for the World Cup, but just at that, that quarter-final, um, which no one would have expected in the current form that John's in. So for him to that there, as much as we're talking about um, Josh Rott and Keane Barry or Barry Keane, that in there, we've seen form from them to get into the semi-finals, but the pressure right now is on John Henderson to keep that sort of and that run to a quarter-final. Not just the ranting points, but the confidence it gives him will be a huge step in the right direction uh, for medium-sized Hendo. Yeah. Um, again, more ranking points for Martin Lukeman. He is going to Blackpool as well. Last 16. Um, not too many other surprises, shall we say, within that one. That the two young lads, absolutely superb. And we'll come on to players championship 17 in a minute. But the fact that they then drew each other first round was a little bit harsh. <laughs> <laughs> so many people wanted that final. At least PDC didn't make, make them wait much more than 24 hours for, a, for actually a Josh Roth team Barry Dane. But yeah, very harsh to see semi-finalists meeting in the first round the following day. Yeah. In the random draw. Players, players Championship 17, a huge, huge moment in the career of Scott Williams. The non-tour card holder wins a pro tour event. Beat Nathan Aspinall in the final. And he's looking very, very good right now. He's going to go be at Ali Pally. He's going to be at Minehead. And is he going to get that tour card? without having to go to Q school. And on that, the question, chat room as well, you're all darts fans in there. Would you rather, if you were Scott Williams, I know we listen sometimes as well, so if you are listening, Scott, you can answer as well for us. If he gets in the top 64, he gets his tour card, but it is only then one year rolling. He goes in under normal circumstances. Or would you rather top the challenge tour, get two years and start with nothing, but get that two-year safety net? One year. Take the one year with the form you're in. Confidence you've got. The, the, the know-how of not just getting it by deep runs, getting it by going on and lifting one of the pro tours, which is a fantastic achievement for a tour card holder. Or a new tour card holder, for me, take the one year and die with it. Is where he's currently sat in the world. Just having a quick look now. What number seventy six in the world? He's got the. He's going to be in the players in the worlds. There's there's a lot of money to make still between now and the end of the year. He's going to be in every players championship, I'd assume. Correct. Um, yeah, he's, he's in every players championships. Yeah. So. <laughs> There's so much more money to be made there. And for that one year, where are we to be sat in the world after a year? Who would now not fancy him to have a good run? Yeah, it depends on the draw of the World Championship, but you wouldn't put it past him to make the third or fourth round at the World Championship. Draw being a bit time to him. And he puts in the performances he did on um, last Wednesday. For them, what, what day it was now, but last Wednesday. For me, you take the one year. What do you think? I personally would go the the top 64 one year route, as a lot of people are saying um, in, in the chat room as, as well, and, and just run with it, 
take the confidence that, that, that you get from that as well. Um, so I'm just looking at the tour card race. So right now, he's 68. And that's with everything else to come as, as well. So yeah, he's got he's got absolutely nothing to defend. For me, he has to. I would I would take the one year where we, where he to position himself. He's got an opportunity to be in quite a few of the the big TV ones before the end. You know, what's saying he can't go on and lift another one and put himself in a good position? We haven't seen the criteria yet. But he could put himself in a good position for a grand slam because we saw um was it Ridge that in there last year with two tournaments? Yeah. So there's there's plenty of opportunities there for Stock Williams. But what a great yeah. performance. What a great yeah. performance. Outstanding. Obviously, Nathan Aspen will get into another final was was decent as well. Kim Hybrex, a fabulous run to the semi-finals. That gave him plenty of confidence. Mike the Decker. Getting to a quarterfinal, uh, Rob Cross Dirt getting there again as well. Steve Beaton with a run to the last sixteen, which was superb. Um, what else have we got? The two Aussies getting to the last sixteen. Look, you just know Simon Whitlock's going to find a way of getting to the match play, don't you? Just, just, just written. Um, Hendo getting to another <laughs> last sixteen as well. Um, look, it was just a really, really good players championships um, from that as well. Probably out tomorrow. We've got interview with Chris Doby from Niederhausen as well, and one with Webby coming out as well. So that was the Players Championships. Now here we go, the one that everyone's been waiting for, the World Cup of Darts, got underway in Frankfurt on thursday night and again thank you to the pdc boys for the graphics um so first of all denmark beating singapore and look i was massively impressed with this danish pairing they're young they're vibrant one loose cannon in there it's always a good thing that he can play as well um but this um this this danish team there's a lot to like about it yeah, I, I agree. I, um, Anderson gives you a lot. I'm on stage to give you a lot as a viewer. To give you a lot on, it maybe it's a lot of words, but to give you a lot in an interview. Um, but the the do offer a lot. But more importantly, on the dartboard, they are they are good dart players and are competing. In this one, it was disappointing with the. I thought Singapore were very poor. Uh, disappointed with Paul Lim. Uh, same really as what we saw at the seniors. I, I wasn't impressed with him there at all. Um, but but what he's done for the Dame is just outstanding. It's going to be too harsh on, on the limbs in this one, but um, Danish just got the job done. And also, I'd probably say the experience, experience of the previous week probably helps them coming into this weekend. Having the, yeah. the Nordic dark masters the week before put some put some in good stead to open the show. Also, as well, New Zealand five three win over Switzerland. Massively impressed with Ben Rob. 
hugely impressed with with him. Nice throw, nice action. Um, he's going to do some bits and bobs. Looking forward to seeing him, hopefully, in the Oceanic World Series events as well. Um, so that was good. Um, Republic of Ireland against Canada. I think Canada got this wrong, Boise. For me, Matt Campbell is playing much better than Jeff Smith right now and should have thrown first to yeah. maximise his visits to the board. <clears throat> yeah, but I don't think even now looking at it, it may not have had an impact on the result because I thought Ireland played well. However, no. it would have gave him a better opportunity. It would have gave him a better opportunity. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 I think... agree with you that they needed to put pressure on that Irish pair and Matt not having as many visits to the board as he should have done cost them, I think. Jeff Jeff puts a lot of commitment into the game, the, the amount of travelling that person does. However, we've seen it a number of times that it's had impact on his performance due to issues with his baggage due to his darts gone missing. We know he had trouble on the day of this flight or um, the previous night. So, And the torrent form that Matt Campbell's in, I agree that it would have been the right thing. However, I don't want to take too much away from O'Connor and Steve Lennon, who are no. a very, very solid, a very, very solid World Cup pairing. And we've seen that over the years that the can chop um, a few. It was always going to yeah. be a difficult game. It's probably the game on... Thursday night that was could have been was a toss of a coin who would have won when you look at the other result or other dames that were already set in place. But I thought they'd done a, they'd done a very good job over Canada. Yeah, um, Austria got over the line against Finland. That it wasn't a classic, um, but they got there. Not more you can say about that one. Repu I'm sorry, Northern Ireland got dragged into a dogfight with Gibraltar. Massively impressed with the young boys from Gibraltar, and this match turned. On a moment of genius from Daryl Gurney. Which Daryl Gurney can do. And we've seen him do to that one and lift TV tournaments. Um, but yeah, as you mentioned, the word on the, the two dice on Gibraltar, two young lads. Um, would like to see on Darwin really try and push on in the game because they do have the potential to really go far in the game in regards to we talked about. Um, America, for example, having so many players now and their tour being sold in the CDC. Gibraltar, they have the um, Euro Tour and we see, them, we see them competing that. However, just like to see them push on a bit more and then come and challenge in Q-Store because both of them have, have huge talents and potentially have a huge future in the day if they turn down the tour, which is always so crucial. Yeah, with you in that one. Look, Wales... Again, bashed the Philippines. 99 average in pairs is very, very good indeed. Germany, 5-4 win over Spain. And again, this could have been over and done with 5-1, 5-2, 5-3. They got dragged into a last leg decider. We'll come on and talk about him more in a minute. But Martin Schindler, what a player. And the only whitewash of the day was Netherlands beating Brazil. 5-0. And again, it's it's getting harder to justify 
Brazil's inclusion right now. I get why and the TV rights and, and everything like that, but it wasn't great. Diogo is fine, but you need to have a partner that can play as well. Yeah, and, and we saw that with another nation. I can only think of one right now. We saw that as well, where you had one player who's a huge level above who's in second, and it can have a it can have a massive impact on the team because in in doubles you're only as good as your weakest player, and with Brazil, unfortunately, there is a huge gulf in between um, the Ido and whoever it is that qualifies with him next year. The one thing for me is we talked about the Ido who can do it, and we've seen him go on and win a day at the World Championships a couple of years ago. While we're seeing teams who haven't got a total holder in this competition, they're one of four or five who, to, who there's question marks on because of the level of performance of them. Yeah. Moving on to the Friday night. It was the last of the first round. Latvia demolished Hungary. Game number two. This should have been later on in the night because we all said this was going to be game of the night and it was for me. Poland against the USA was just gripping and that last leg when Sebastian Bilowetsky gets a 180, Danny Bagish wires tops for a 160 and Ratajski steps up. That's what the World Cup's all about in pairs competitions. Yeah, if there's quite a few moments across the weekend that really, really stand out. If you had a one-minute reel of about four or five highlights, for me, this little clip had been there with Danny Badish just missing that tops. And for me, that Ratajski hitting that with his first start was so important because I think if he doesn't hit it with dart one, I'm not sure if he hits it. I think it's that important that he hits it with the first dart. Um, yeah. I feel so bad for Danny Vadish. We know what he's been through. He's travelled back recently. He's missed quite a few pro tours. We'll potentially have to come back to Tewstall. Nothing very likely we'll have to come back to Tewstall in January. Um, what a moment that would have been, not just for him, um, but for Jules and America as a whole to, to see how they progress. But what a difficult first-round tie. It was the one that everyone to watch. Why it was on set and I have no idea. Not yeah, um, Rob. Uh, Rob, great question. We'll we'll answer at the end of the World Cup segment, mate. When we talk about the potential changes, so we've noted it. Um, Sweden beating South Africa, and again, the, the the difference there was Sweden had two what I call steady players, where South Africa had one good and one not so good. Yeah. Probably another team that fits into it. Still think we still need to see more from Devon. I think it's very hard because Devon's got more of a tapping role here than a lot of the other countries. Similar to Diardo, that a, a bigger tapping role than what I think Joe's had one as well. But if you look at uh, any of the seeded teams, the tapping role there is slightly different. The, yeah, you sort of some some of the tapping roles taught the their partner through the dime a bit more and it didn't switch off. 
the one AI team from South Africa was was outstanding. Was it four or five? That was we just outstanding in the diamond in Sweden, but it just wasn't enough. And they missed a few crucial doubles early on. But so Sweden had two solid players and just done enough. Um, Portugal beating Italy. Um, we'll talk about Portugal more in the in the later rounds. Don't worry about that. Um, Australia comfortable against Lithuania. And then for me, the end of the night got a little bit boring because they were all <laughs> very, very one-sided. England 5-1, Scotland 5-1, Belgium 5-2, and there was no real danger. So moving on to round number two. Um, and this is where, again, the World Cup doesn't quite work for me. Um Northern Ireland beating New Zealand 2-0. Again, Daryl Gurney beating Ben Robb. Enjoyed that game. Uh, Warren Parry was 2-0. Dolan, four legs on the spin. 2-0 looked comfortable, but it was closer than what that suggested. As I'm just going to switch me light on as well. Yeah, with the, the format being as it is, it only take one break and... But it was a it was a closer day, and Daryl Durney. If you look at both of those, Daryl Durney sort of romped to a four two, and Brendan Dolan struggled to win four two. Um, but they are the same storyline, and both got the job done. We we see what playing for your nation can do, and certain players it seems to have that much of an impact. And I know Daryl touched upon it in his interview around how much it would mean if he could just win one more, what it would be. Um, and we sort of see that it can have a negative spin as well as it can a positive when you see in, in some of these games. But for both of them, they are going to be a, a team to, to fear over the coming years as well, because I think both players, Darryl, I think Daryl will get better then, and, and Brendan's very steady. Yeah, agreed. Um, match number two, the Netherlands sent out a statement in this one, 2-0. Dane Hopper averaged 99.53 in the first game. We thought that was good. However, then Dirk went up and averaged 110 as he absolutely battered Steve Lennon 4-1. Yeah, it was... Noppy was very good. Dirk was outstanding. Um, and then we talked about the pair in the Republic of Ireland, how dangerous they can be, especially in these short format games and getting you into a doubles. Um, but Dirk and Danny were having absolutely none of it. And after that result, we're certainly moving into that can they do one and win it conversation where probably before that there was only a couple of names that you were talking about. Yeah, Wales-Austria. Again, this is what the World Cup is about because we had a pairs game to decide it. But look, Gerwin Price pulled something out of the bag. It wasn't the only time he pulled something out of the bag this weekend. But he's finishing and that one five three. When Sulevich was at match point, Boise was just vintage Iceman. I, I don't know how he done that. The bad old game, three ton plus check outs in a best of seven is ridiculous. Sorry, first, well, first it, I believe, it, it, to it ever do one, it. That one five three. It was one four nine, wasn't it? So it was 1532. Well, either one. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but there were just moments in it where where we was talking about Price um, in Copenhagen 
and the yeah. levels. This is probably the flip of it of where we can see Derwin Price coming back to challenging for world number one and challenging for those big titles then. When he goes on and does that, because there's no question marks, can Price do it over seven six sets and Price do it over best to 30. Um, Price has got it. It's just stringing it together. And in this match, when his country needed him, he was outstanding. Performance yeah, of the weekend, I'm... individually, as a one-off game. I know we dirty it at one time, but for me, it's very hard to not look at Derwin Price in this one. There's probably a couple on Sunday as well that will be in that debate. His Sunday one was better, average-wise, was was better. We'll come on to that in a minute, but Roby John beating Johnny Clayton. Roby played fantastic. Played a little bit with the crowd as well. Um, I'm not sure Johnny enjoyed that bit Robbie too John. much. I'm not, I'm not sure Johnny we enjoyed it too Robbie much. Um, but look, <laughs> was superb and the doubles went down to the final leg. And this is what makes the World Cup full of drama. When it happens like this, Wales edge through um, Germany. Again, job done over Denmark. Experience showed in this one. Um, not too much more to say about that. Then, moving on to the evening session, there was a little bit of drama in the first one. Um, Simon Whitlock was flat, but got over the line against Johan Instrum. Damon Hetter, a surprising loss for me against Daniel Larson, but the pairs, they absolutely blitzed them to win it 2-1. Yeah, probably the the most surprising result, singles result, was Damon Hetter, I'm guessing, and Daniel Larson. Maybe Johnny then to Austria. Um, but there's question marks at this point about Australia. And certainly what we saw at the end on Sunday night, there was no thought to this while there was coming through this time with, with Sweden. We saw a better World Cup session on Saturday night than what we did in Saturday afternoon. But this was certainly a good way to that it opened, but in the doubles down, they were just too strong. They then, they then stepped it up. Damon Hetter found a bit more in that one, but Whitlock was very, very good. I know we'll talk about Simon a lot more as we go into Sunday, but he was very, very good on Saturday to then him over the line in what was needed. Yeah, um, Jamie, yes, there, there was a huge can of worms avoided. Um, agreed. We, we were talking about it um, backstage. Um, yeah, lucky, lucky it didn't happen. Um, Belgium beat Poland 2-0. <laughs> um, again, fairly comfortable. England beat Latvia 2-1. I'm still not convinced that Latvia did the right thing. Although Rasma beat Wade, it backfired because Rasma was then out of position in the pairs. I I think you, you have to concentrate on making sure you're in the pairs when you are the weaker team. And if that means moving your strongest player to second, I think it's the right move. Because then, yes, you've got to perform in the doubles, but with Michael Smith performing the way he is, you'd expect, both, you'd expect England to win 2-0 anyway, but Michael Smith's playing the better than James Wade. If you're looking at playing England and you want to make sure you get that win, you'd be focusing on James Wade as the weaker member. So I don't think it's the one move. 
that I, I discussion's get that, different. But... That's this discussion's different in another time on this session, but for the yeah, England yeah. Latvia one, I, I, I do think I, 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 I get and I do get that, but I just think that yes, you force the pairs, but then you're out of position because you're then best player. Being that England had the darts, throws forth. But from a from a percentage looking at it, to have a small percentage of winning the doubles, Dane, to have a larger percentage of maybe not even getting to that doubles, I don't know why you'd take the risk. You Percentages for me mean you would take the risk of having a weaker chance in the doubles where you might not even get there at all. Um, I think it's a risk worth taking. I understand why Latvia had done it. Um, I'm going to contradict myself completely in another day that we talked about. But we'll move on to that one. Um, where to start in this one? First of all, we'll start for me with the absolute ridiculous decision that Portugal made by switching order. And I don't mean this horribly, but Vito wasn't going to be either one of those. So again, Going into the pairs, Jose de Souza <coughs> is out of position, can't influence it. However, that wasn't the worst bit about it. In the pairs, Jose de Souza busts 181, and then his teammate from 181 leaves him 162. Um, so. Um, yeah, first point, this is where I differ, is I think this is lack of homework, preparation, because Jose's probably thought this, that the captain plays one, I can make the change in those seconds, and I'll play Hendo. Um, however, if you looked at Scotland winning the World Cup last year, this was the way that Scotland played throughout, and I didn't expect them to play any different this time. Regarding the... Jose 180. I, I was just shocked when there was no pause. There was no even think about what he was on. The fact then that his Vito left him on a bow, the number. Did he 20, 22? 22 to leave one six. He left one, one six five, nine, 19, whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. Left one five nine and. I, I don't know. I, I was lost for words. The fact he, he wasn't able to, it wasn't left on a finish at all from one eight one after six starts is just, it's just something. We see some wild moments. It's got to be up there. We've seen, you know, these we see these world championship clips where there's strange things happen in the first round. We see doubles and the strange things happen. This has got to be up there in the top three, maybe of six starts that. Me, me and you could leave the finish from one eight one after six. Phil, even I'd fancy that. <laughs> the, 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 the thing is, at, at first the Jose miscounts and, and that were funny, but now they're just irritating for me. You're a professional sportsman, and it's all just becoming a little bit of a bore for me now. I don't find I'm funny in the sense of him in miscounting that way. For me, 
Jose was the one I was aiming at earlier with the captain and the amount of responsibility that's on him. You were seeing Jose through this game, especially in the double. Well, in the doubles in this in this game, talking his partner through certain shots, which for me shouldn't be happening on a professional stage. It seems I'm not saying he was. Um, Tart lip read to say that he was, but even commentators picked upon it that it looked as if he was talking him through the route to Dow. Um, so I'm not making an excuse for him because we've seen it before. But if there's one I would let him off for, which is the one in the World Cup, because the responsibility on his shoulders was ridiculous. Um, but it's not a laughing matter in the, the sense that he's done it multiple times. One thing I would say about Jose is I think over the weekend, he's we seen him play a bit better. I think we've seen him, the 180s back. I'm not going to say we've seen him to the levels of him picking up a TV title then, but I think... The performances were better than what we've seen from Jose recently. But yeah, um, some, something needs to be done. Even needs to to be stopping and asking after the second dart. Even if he's doing it earlier on in the leg, something needs to happen there. Um, we've re understands that he needs to do that himself, or it's through his management team or the people around him that need to just talk to him in those moments because. It didn't have the impact in this one. It wasn't three apiece or two apiece, and it wasn't at a crucial time, really. I don't think... Yes, it was led one. If Portugal would have done one in front, I'm still not convinced they'd have won the day. I don't know about you, Phil, but I'm not convinced they'd have won the day. But there is other dames, there is bigger dames, there is individual dames in quarterfinals, semifinals, where it will come back and bite him on the back side. Even if, even if you win that first one, you give Scotland... Something to think about, um, Rose. Look, I'm, I'm not saying he hasn't got number dyslexia, but what I'm saying is, I was dyslexic at school, and you can work the same as your spelling, you can work hard to get it right. And I'm not seeing any improvement at all and with these things. I don't know, yeah. So, I'm not, I'm not going down that sort of route of. If that is the case, then maybe he's a rhythm player, so it's hard. But maybe after he's thrown his first or his second dart, he stops and asks. There's nothing stopping the players from asking the referee, yeah. and then he can take from there. It's not every leg; it's just more. It would be more frequent than other players. And to be honest, with the mistakes he's made from miscounting, it would be applauded massively if he started to ask. Because sometimes people do, as a professional player doing that, why they're doing that. But actually, people would be applauding Jose for doing it because we'd see he's made mistakes and he's learned from them mistakes and he's trying to progress yeah. with it. I just think there's... Not 100%. Um, so, anyway, Portugal depart. Um, moving on to the quarter finals and... This is where it all got interesting. Cup collection day, as it's now been dubbed. Um, and first of all, the Netherlands 2-0 over Northern Ireland. Um, it was just it was just one of those one that um, Danny scrapped his way to a win, and then Dirk found a huge moment that one five three. Um, changed the course against Brendan Dolan, got him back into the game and they went on 
and and one. But when you look at the averages in this one, Northern Ireland, it's a missed opportunity because the Dutch weren't amazing. Yeah, yeah, missed opportunity then to a double. Um, the, the standout moment's going to be that one five three. It was just yeah. unbelievable timing to to then level the game up to go into the deciding lane, dirt out the throw, and to wrap it up in fifteen as well. Um, it, it was just an outstanding finish. But yeah, Northern Ireland, as I says, I, over the next few years we will see them go deeper than this, I believe. But they will look back at this one of losing to and then. If you look back at this result in a few years and say and see that you've lost to Netherlands 2-0 in the quarterfinal, it's not a disgraceful loss. However, people would assume that that is with Michael Van Duren in the team. And when Daryl Durney and Brendan Dolan go up against Snoppy and Dirt, no disrespect to any of those four, but Durney and Dolan will think one of us should be there to win there. Well, especially when Danny and Dirk are only average 93 and 92. It wasn't yeah. as if... On average, a ton or anything like that. There, there, there was a chance here. Now, this game had it all, and Australia thought about this, and there was a little bit of tactics involved in the order selection. Although it didn't work out the way perhaps they wanted it to, Damon Hetter had never lost to Dimitri Vandenberg. Simon Whitlock has always opened for Australia in 12 years and they switched it. Look, it didn't go that way, but you could see the thought went into it. The fact that Simon went in average 101 in the singles and then 109 in the doubles as a pair, outstanding. But I liked the little switch, the little mind games. And and this is where it is different. This is where I do... I do... Me and you are going to disagree, and we, we disagreed after the weekend around the switch, and a few of us debated it within <coughs> our group chat of if you've got one stunned player and one a lot weaker player, is the switch the right thing to do to the impact on doubles? When you are at, when you're at the this stage of the tournament, it is more about the tactics of who you are up against, not in regards to the difference in quality. Does any of these dames, any of these singles dames, could have done the other way, the majority have beat the other player at some stage in their career. But it is all about that little bit of an edge, that extra percentage. And Simon Whitlock and Damon Etta thought, I'm assuming Damon would have led Darren and Donnie and Simon's ear and said, listen, I've never lost to Dimmu. Give me a shot at him. Yes, it didn't work out that way, but it that's Belgian thinking. It definitely that's Belgian yeah. thinking because maybe at that point, Dimmu isn't thinking that or Tim isn't thinking that. And they're questioning why that change has happened. It didn't work out, but Simon was outstanding against him. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. And the, and the doubles, averaging 109-4-0, one of the best doubles performances I can ever remember. Is there many people who had looked at this game and thought it's not going to be 4-2 or 4-3 in the doubles? Because <laughs> I think before, yeah. that's the way that it seemed to be the way of going and they were just outstanding. Yeah. You could see the face of Tim and Dimmu of just what there was watching. There was nothing that to do. It was just outstanding no. by the pair. <clears throat> Evening, Shorty Mac. Hope you are good, my friend. Then, Wales 2-0. They silenced the German crowd. 
However, there's only one place to start, and it is a casual 117.88 average from Gerwin Price. He beat Martin Schindler 4-0. Schindler's averaged 101, played really well, and got absolutely blown away. It should have been better, though, shouldn't it? <laughs> the record was on. Yeah. yeah. Um, Rose, it's, that's it's a disappointing. It's disappointing that Derby Price averaged 117. That says it all about the levels this man yeah. can do because it should have been higher. It should have been in the 120s. Easy in the 120s. But what a great performance. Martin Schindler didn't do anything wrong. He just did average 101 and that. That's a scoring average because he didn't have a, a data double. So, you know, with doubles in there, if he's not at 100%, obviously that's going to drop down. But he did do an awful lot of He was very steady and he's playing some good stuff yeah. at the moment. But a great performance by Desi. Yeah. Um, and then the defending champions bowed out in the quarterfinals. England 2-0. Uh, Michael Smith beat Hendo 4-0. Um and then this was a, just a bizarre game. James Wade, a 4-1 winner over the world champion, Peter Wright. But only James Wade can average 80 on a TV event and, and, and win. And that's not a, a criticism of James. He just does James Wade things. Only James can do that. Look, Peter was only averaged 82 himself. It was scrappy, but a disappointing way for Scotland to bow out in the end. Yeah, it's not not just a TV event. It's a TV quarterfinal. It's against the current world number one and world champion. Um, James Wade just got the W. I'm sure that's all James Wade ever speaks about in the bat. He's letting that W and it's not how he gets it. And very disappointing by Peter Rose. A lot of pressure on him last year and, he, and they went on and won it. Still, he's won two World Cups in the last four years. So, Peter Wright will be very happy. And, and sure, next year he'll be back and he'll be back with a a stronger partner. Um, a, a partner who's in more form, I'll probably put it, because I don't want to criticise Endo too much because he's got a World Cup trophy, a World Cup medal at home. But he'll be back with a stronger partner and I think Scotland will be a stronger pairing next year. Mm, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm not, not sure. Me? Yeah, but who would you pick? Why? Well, Gary's. Not, I don't think Gary will go. Yeah, but it is where the players are in twelve months' time. But if you had the form of suits 12 months ago down into a World Cup this year, having that form this year down into Right now, the other Scottish players are not in form. But they've got 12 months to correct that. Hendo's coming to this with two two good days. Two good days in 18 months. And those two two good days were this week, which helped. But they're not going to have a weaker team next year, I don't think. Because I think that other player will be playing better than what John Henderson is at the moment. Yeah, I just, I just don't know who that other player is going to be. Is the thing because right now they're they're all out of nick. Um, Willie can't win a game since the world. <laughs> and, uh, 
Suits has been awful this year compared to this time last year. Um, even Andy Bolton that's, that's is not the playing issue. well. That's the issue with Suits is the fact of his... He had a great start to the year when he got the tour card. And, and a great how that will impact the rankings. Yeah, how that will impact the rankings. The Worlds will still be on there. We probably will be still be in that position. And it depends if Darry Anderson then plays. I wouldn't expect him to, but who knows? I'm not convinced Peter plays either at the moment. Right. I think he will. Semi, semi finals. And this was an interesting one. Um, first up, Wales beat the Netherlands 2 0. Going Price beat Dane Opperlet. It wasn't a great game. But then Johnny Clayton beat Dirk. This, this, was, this was a good tussle. Um, and no, it's all if buts and maybes. But I think if Dirk could have just beaten Johnny, they may have had a chance in the pairs. But look, it was 2 0. But the drama was in the second one England against Australia. And Hetta beats Michael Smith. But Michael Smith, what a missed opportunity this was. Hetta plays his. Is get out of jail card in in this one. Yes. Smith should have had it had it won and then it's a it's a completely different second day. It it is a debt out of jail. We probably said that with Australia early on as well in the on the Saturday, but it was the day that Michael Smith had to do one and lead his team. He had the quality of the eight players, but the form that Michael Smith's in, England were fancied this weekend with Wales. A lot of people had that teed up as the final just because of how, t- how strong the two players were. Michael Smith was his head and shoulders above James Wade at the moment and head and shoulders above a lot of players. So that's not disrespect to all to James Wade. So he needed, especially in the back end, that's where we need to see Michael Smith step up as captain. Um, but for me, just it was just a missed opportunity and James Wade was very poorer than Simon. But yeah, Simon, look, again, outstanding. Yeah. Look, let's, let, it was a contrasting game that one, Simon Whitlock was brilliant and James Wade was bang average. Well, less than bang average. He averaged 85. Um, so a combination of, of of the two, brilliant from Whitlock, but disappointing from Wade. And it sets up the final, Wales against Australia. And it didn't disappoint. Um, the first two singles game went the way of the Aussies. But it was this pairs game that had us gripped. And the Welsh kept it alive. But again, we're talking about a pairs game in the World Cup that had us gripped, Boise. Forget the singles for a minute. The gripping games have been the pairs. Yeah. Yeah, they have. Um, 
It's the one thing the, the final guarantees is the World Cup is that your better pairs down. From the Friday onwards, there's no guarantee that you see pairs at all. At least you are guaranteed to see that in the final. Um, and what a game it was for Simon to then miss. Was it 10, 12 years after he missed in the final yeah. <laughs> match winning dark? 10 years. Um, for him to do it. And the fight from Wales, a, a team with Derwin Pricing from 2 0 down in the World Cup. There's still a lot of people who are fancying them to that one and still turn it around and win three on the spin. When they then got that with the doubles, there's so much pressure, so much pressure on Damon Hetter. Yes, that would increase further on Simon, but there's so much pressure on Damon Hetter in then that fourth day because of the performance and the very, very quick turnaround that you don't normally see with players in any other competition from... PDC to even live lead players still have that sort of 10 15 minute break. You don't see that in this, they are back up straight away. And Damon Hetter has to recompose very, very quickly. And kudos for Damon Hetter for doing that. It was the, the pairing were just outstanding. And there was so much emotion for both players last year. Um, because of Toil, there was so much emotion this year, but they held it together superbly. And and for Simon Hetter to um Simon Hetter, Simon Whitlock to put in individual <laughs> performances that he did throughout the week. And now there we go. It, it has been a, a long show already. For Simon Whitlock to put in the individual performances he did all weekend to get them to where there was today after Dame Hetter lost a couple of singles, but then Hetter step up in that fourth day to make sure there was no pressure on the wizard last it was just a fantastic pairing it was so good so good to see uh australia go and lift that trophy and you could see what it meant to both players and the 10 years after that heartbreak simon whitlock there as as the captain they still david had said he was still the skipper um but look hetter was sensational in that game against johnny clayton to win it we saw him shadow boxing and jumping across the stage, and and that no one can begrudge these two the World Cup title. Puts them both in the Grand Slam as well, which they were both over the moon about as well. Although it's nice to win this tournament. Looking at the rest of the year, this ticks off a box early on that they will be at the Grand Slam as World Cup winners. Um, and Simon Whitlock was the darling of Frankfurt. They didn't stop singing his name all weekend. <laughs> yeah, it was it was true even on stage when uh, Dan was trying to interview him. He'd walked off then and was with a crowd. I know Damon done it in an earlier round. Simon was doing it now because they were just singing his name throughout. Um, and the amount of hours and time and tournaments that Simon puts in, what Damon's done and what people do. Not, this is not just Australia, but... People from America, uh, Canada, and all those countries who put so much in, come and move over here and put that commitment into the sport. Uh, Damon's moved over with his partner, Simon. We know he's been over here for, for so many years. It was just great to see Australia then go on and pick that. Even from an Englishman, it's nice to say that it was great to see Australia go on and pick the uh, darting world cup up. Well, we've got a clip from the winners as well. Top of the world, mate. I'm on top of the world. This is a dream come true. Finally a world title. 
And to do it with a partner, it's even more special. A bit more calm, yeah, but I had every belief me and Damo were going to win this World Cup. And I think all of our friends sort of knew in the back of their minds we had a great chance of winning it. Yeah, massive, massive. And the way we done it, the way we done it, um, playing Wales in the final, where to get our revenge, <laughs> so to say, you know, they, if we're going to win one, we might as well win that one against them. So that was massive. Can you just picture that infectious smile of his right now? Oh, yeah. Oh, he'd be, he'd, he'd probably if he yeah, say a dad right joke now, to me or something. <laughs> or, yeah, I just, I just yeah. can imagine, mate. Yeah. <laughs> like we said, for the late, great Kyle Anderson, as well, and there were so many fitting tributes over over yesterday night and, and into this morning um, that it meant so so much to, to them as well. And it was it was just a a, a nice moment. Yeah, it was. Last year we spoke a lot of people were were batting Australia and were supporting them along the way because of their reasons. The, the tragic news it's about Kyle and the World Cup being not that long after that news um, and we saw how emotional it got to both players that weekend and it was it was spoke about quite frequently whereas this time everyone sort of knew that that passion that emotion was still there but I think both players held it to their very well and it was one of the first things Simon spoke about um, in his interview on stage he spoke about it uh, with yourself shortly after, so it was. It's clear to say that Cole was with them as there was. Soon as they won it, it was something that they was talking about, um, and it was just a fantastic job by both players across the weekend. I'd say Simon's getting a lot of praise for some of the numbers that he hit, but Damon was just outstanding, just a great pairing, and we can now see on the screen the disappointments of the, of the other flip of the coin in that final. Well, this isn't. They, we didn't speak to them afterwards, but this is going to open the debate now. Get ready, chat room. I think I've loaded up the right clip. We'll listen to the clip first of all, and then we know where <laughs> we're going. Thank God, guys, he's on fire in the first game. I mean, you could go all the way now, apart from the first round, win this tournament without playing a pace. I mean, it's not a pace tournament. Then. So I think, you know, the PDC usually get it right, but I think they got this one wrong. There we go. The pairs comparison. Where do we start, Boise? I, I was looking at sort of what what could be done with a World Cup. And the ones that spring to mind is you keep it in the same sort of knockout format as it is now in regards to it is just a simple knockout tournament. However, it's just one game of doubles from start to finish. You do first to four, first to four, currently. This isn't it, first to four. And then you move to best of 15 and maybe best of 19 final or best of 21 and you extend that in doubles all the way throughout. The only other thing I can't say for me, it's only worth if you move the whole tournament to doubles it's do you then continue with a knockout throughout or do you put it into a group stage? The other thing I would probably throw in Phil is if we have a group stage 
and then into a knockout. Should there be more than two players per team? Which I would like to see that you have three players per team and your captain decides which two play. But you have to change after every game. So you never stick with the same two. Don't know. And um, look, I'd I'd like to see a complete revamp of the World Cup. I think we all would. Um, but I, I don't know. Look, for for one, just get rid of the singles. I don't like it. it does, look, Jesse and I have said it there. It's a pairs tournament. Could you make it a three man team? Yes. <laughs> You just with with a three man team, the only the only issue you've got is if you make it a three man team, but it's the same sort of round one, round two, quarterfinals. The only thing is you've got a three man team and one of those players might not play. So for me, to introduce a three man team into a two man tournament, you've got to then have a um group stage. So you play two or three games and then you're down to your groups. How that works, how quickly the names are, would have to be sort of looked at. But it can't continue the way it is because we're picking out those moments of doubles where actually what we want is that throughout the whole weekend. Yeah, completely. Um, Simon, I'm sure he says a mixed triple. Look, I, I like the idea, but I'm not sure that every nation has got a capable lady player same and one of the others in tud someone's put to brazil filled four players the tud and all all teams tud and if you have three players yes your third then might be weaker than your second and should be but there might be another dolf there but the pressure that's on the shoulders of some of these players who are coming into partner devon and coming into partner jose just bit out a couple of the examples if they know they're not playing every day and you've got a little group stage that alleviates some of that pressure and could help with a bit of a sort of a rotation in there I think yeah, there's no. something that's documented and how it works I'm not quite sure in the logistics of it because it would probably mean if you're doing that you probably have to add in another session or two and I'm not quite sure there's the the need for that if the tournament remains where it is. Because even looking on that picture now, you can see on finals day, there was empty seats at the back of the venue there. Uh, as much as it had a good atmosphere throughout the weekend, it wasn't a sellout for us. Saturday was. So I think darts in Germany is very different to darts in the UK in terms of also in Germany, I noticed that on the Sunday, everything's shut like shops and supermarkets are, are shut where over here we're just on the go 24 seven. So I, I don't think extending the format is an option in terms of the number of days. So it's a case of fitting it into the four days or the, the four days, the six sessions that we have. 
Yeah, which is another thing that needs to be looked at. I guess the, the second part of sort of, and one that come up in the chat room, Phil, was the comment of one player, should the tournament even be held in Germany? Yes, and look, I think Tim's not backtracked. He's explained it a little bit better today. And look, the fans were superb in Germany this weekend. Look, have we been critical of them before? Yes, but the, the, the fans were were, were, were superb. Um, everyone's saying, oh, they should go to this area, they should go to that area, they go here, go here. First of all, you have to have a fan base that are going to buy tickets. We, we, we've seen... Like everyone's saying, oh, put it in Holland, put it here, put it there. That Holland is only a small country, and they've they've had a Euro Tour, which didn't sell particularly well in Zwolle. You've got a World Series event coming up that hasn't sold particularly well by all accounts. The World Series Finals has sold very well in September, whenever it is. Um, so. You, you, you need to put it in areas that you know sell well. And Germany has a huge fan base. So I understand why a lot of it is in Germany. Because they know they're getting revenue. Yeah, but I'm not opposed to being there. I'd like to see some change with it. I'd like to see it moved a little bit, even if it's predominantly in Germany, but we see it elsewhere. But even with the thoughts of extending it to free players, if you extend it to free players, that's not saying that the PDC then going to increase their prize fund because they're probably not. Only with the normal increases that we see today. So that 70,000 that winners pot that's between Damon and Simon, if that was then split out further, that's between three, what, 20, 23 grand each. Devotee. Um and then your first round loses the four thousand, which players are getting two grand each to there's a lot of travel, there's a lot of cost associated to it. If you increase that number, you have got that as well. So there's a lot that needs to be considered, but even if the first year of change is just moving it all to doubles, I think that would be a positive move. Yeah, I personally I'd go doubles and set play. Would be my um, loads of chat in the chat room about this, which is superb. Um, what do you think, chat room? Um, Matty Edgar says, flip the format, pairs first, then singles. That brings in um, tactics stronger into play. Yeah, look, the, the other thing as well is obviously TV have a say in this as well, and. Let's be honest, if you're a TV company, you want the big names on show, which I think why the single still plays a huge part. I'm not saying I agree with it, but that's that's why. Yeah, I don't disagree. Um, There's just so many suggestions coming in, qualifying for it. Um. There's so much in the chat room of different ideas of what we sh- what should happen. Like I said, hopefully, and from what the conversation you had with Matt last month, month before, 
least at, at least they are looking at it, which for me is a positive. Yeah, yes, no, no, they, they've the got good yeah. for it, which but, is good. Well, the World Cup is, as I've said plenty of times on this show, is probably my least liked PDC tournament throughout the year. It changed a little this weekend. There was a lot of moments. Yes, they all revert back to the doubles, but there was a lot of good moments this weekend in what, for me, was a very good tournament. For the one <laughs> I, I enjoyed the most. Um, Rob Owens off to Jamaica to make a team up. Um, yeah, look, I just think that, for, for me, the, the key things around the World <laughs> Cup that we learned this weekend, one, all the drama comes around the pairs. Two, the nations who are in it need to be looked at. Um, other than that, it was an enjoyable tournament for me. So now, now, now we've got please. Matty Edgar and Robert Murray teaming up for Jamaica. Please, please, let's see Matt Edgar and Rob Owen playing for Team Jamaica. Um, however, it, it wouldn't be the same on walking down, having a walk on, unless there's four players in a line. Bit um, poor yeah. runnings, like. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, look, it, it, it's interesting. I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Like we said, it would have been interesting if the Netherlands had have won it. That was one of the ones earlier as well. Had the PDC backed themselves into a corner? No, because rule number one would have been applied. Um. Well. We might have just seen a three-man team <laughs> that might have introduced that. And then it's the two World Cup winners of MVG. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, look, it's, it, it, it's been good. Um, fingers crossed that we have all the associated tours back between now and next year. So, again, we have, a, we have proper criteria where we're picking it off of a run of form, not just a qualifier on the day, like, uh, like the Asian tour. Hopefully that's going to be back as well. Phil, Phil, with that in mind, do you think that had an impact on why we had our eight seeded teams play on Sunday? Obviously, it's not the sole reason, but do you think it had much of an impact that we haven't seen these tours at full effect yet? Yeah, possibly, yes. Um I just I just think that yeah there was no there was no upsets they they all got through mainly because they're a lot stronger as well look some of the some of the pairings were, were questionable were they the strongest available no I just take Hong Kong for instance Kai Fan Young is a better player than the two that were picked but yeah. because he couldn't go back and play in the qualifier because he's based in the <laughs> UK ruled him out. So look, I don't think yeah. the I don't think the pairs were particularly the strongest they could have been in the in the other ones as well in some of them. Yeah, I, I think that I do that. Um, but we're going to open the chat room up as well, everyone. So start getting your questions in for question time. Um, Amsterdam this weekend. For the Amsterdam Masters, uh, God will be on site for us. Um, that's why we let him have him be off really. He, he tells us <laughs> it's his anniversary. That's why we let him off really. Have Phil, have, just while they are getting the questions in, 
have you got the lineup? As I've seen tomorrow's, have you got the lineup for this week's live league? Because tomorrow's looks very, very interesting. Um, I have two seconds. Um, Philip says, as well, why not allow every World Cup team to pick their own walk-on song? I've heard Hey Baby too much. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. But again, TV actually have say, even without the World Cup, the players can suggest their walk-on songs, but ultimately it's the TV that has final say on it. Right. So, uh, this week... Right, so this week's lineup is as follows. Group A is Jared Cole, Martin Adams, Robert Rickwood, Gary Stone, Andy Jenkins, Steve Brown. Group B, Justin Smith, Graham Usher, Dan Reed. Group C, Steve Hegarty, Johnny Haynes, and Matthew Edgar. I uh I watch Saturday nights live. Normally, I catch it up on Sunday morning. Tonin Whitehead, how he went and won Saturday night is still beyond me because David Pallet should have beaten him 4 0 and brought the live lead record in that semi final, which was a yeah. ridiculous semi final. And then for Pallet then to after the disappointment of that, to then go and beat Matty Denon's in that um, day for the place in the finals week was just such a dud Saturday night's entertainment after the World Cup to see. Just put yeah. players fighting it out once more. But very good week, but the lineup this week looks very, very strong. Um, I guess I have to say that with Matt Ed there in the chat room. But yeah, it looks very, very strong, especially with uh, seeing Martin Adams back in the live league. Yeah, and it just it just to the point on walk-on songs as well. Matty Edgar said that he got turned down for Real American when he wore the Hulk Hogan shirt. Yeah, look, it, it all comes back to ultimately TV gets the the the, the, the say. Um, rightly or wrongly. Um, but yeah, the live league. Congratulations at the weekend, Conan Whitehead. If that double 17 had, had gone superb, but it was all good. Um, right, so let's go. Let's dive in. Before we dive in, have we missed anything in a week in darts? I think we've covered just about everything, haven't we? Two weeks in darts. We've missed an awful lot. We probably have. Someone, uh, will, someone yeah. will remind us in the chat room if we've missed anything, I'm sure. Yeah. Um. So... Has the Ryder Cup of Darts been raised with the pit? Yeah, yes, it's been spoken about so many times that I think we will see the Ryder Cup of Darts. Um, in another organization, yeah, I do as well. Good one from uh, one eater. We, we saw it raised, um, well. Saw conversations had with Damon Hetter now winning the World Cup. We saw what inspiration the World Cup win had for Johnny Clayton. Phil, can this have the same impact yeah. for Damon Hetter? Yeah, I think so. 
Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, there's a lot of good signs with Damon Hatter before this World Cup win. There's a lot of talk that he could go on and win one anyway. This just certainly helps that you would believe. And he will fancy himself going into uh, Blackpool next month. Which, Phil, I don't know if I've mentioned, I'm quite excited that Blackpool's less than a month away. Oh, yeah. Uh, you, you, you haven't brought it up, to be fair. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I'm, 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 sure, I'm sure we will see the, the, the Ryder Cup format played. Maybe not on the PDC to start with, but I'm sure we will see it. Um, <coughs> Nathan says, what's the one change you'd make about the World Cup if you were in charge uh, to start with pairs all the way for me? Yeah, that has to be the the first four in changes. We might see multiple, but that'll have to be the first one. Yeah. Um, Robo says, do you think... The WDF men's and women's world champions of 2022 will get spots in the Grand Slam of darts. I don't personally. Uh, I would like to see that. I I don't think I'm fairly certain it won't happen. It'd be a, it'd be a very strange approach considering we saw no. We've saw no sort of communication of partnership there other than the allowing the players to play and that as a one-off and it was clear that it was a one-off. I don't yeah. see that happening, but I would like to see it in the future and I'm sure if you spoke to both Bo and Neil, well, Neil's told us already, uh, they would like, Neil would like a place there, but I just don't see it happening. Yeah. Um, do you know if Dan Dawson is permanent addition to the Sky commentary team? I, I don't know is the honest answer. Look, Dan's absolutely fantastic and he was brilliant at the weekend. Is he going to be a permanent addition? I don't know. Uh, what else have we got here? What's your thoughts on Martin Chinno's potential? Uh, look, Martin Chinno's absolutely top class um, and it's just getting better and better. For me. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, they probably, yeah, um, Matt, Matt said in a German interview, they probably won't get invited. No, I agree, Philip. I don't, I don't see it happening. Um, Jacob says, seeds in danger at Blackpool. Oof. I had a feeling he was going there. I've just stopped. The run I'm going to load it up now. It's very, very hard to see because we don't know who they're going to play. But just on current form, out of the 16 who I think are in possible danger, I've got right now, right now off his current form, and I'm only basing this from New York... So now, James Wade. Yeah, I've got four. James Wade's one I of think those. Wade, Anderson, DeSalza. Chisnell. 
obviously it's hard on the draw. I haven't got Jose, but I've got Ratoisty. I have question marks about Christoph Ratoisty at the minute. Actually, I am bang on with Shawnee Mack here. Right now as well, I think Peter Wright's in danger. Depends what he's predicting before the match play. Um, there's, I think the flip of it, what I would say is there's probably three or four, again, probably around the same number, who anyone, any seeded player wants to avoid. So if you flip to the other side of the draw, Phil, and I'm just down on the current, let's say, what, the top 13 are in? Top 14 are in? Uh, I think 13, top 14 I think, I think Gilding's there as well. So if say top 14 are in, I, I think there's, there's still, there's obviously Damon now on the back of that weekend, Ask being in this side of the draw, um, and that can change. Talon Rids. I still don't think, in, especially in the first round, you want to be drawing Darrell Burney, because I think he can cause those upsets. So there's certainly players in there who can cause those. It doesn't really matter who they're playing. Um, so looking forward to that race because not only obviously the players I've mentioned there, there's a few team Barry had a good run midweek last week, defeating that into there, going in with a bit of form. It's going to be very, very interesting. Um, flip the question if you're a seed, who would you like to draw out of the non seeds in the first round? With it being with it being match play, probably match playing worlds are the same. My thought would probably be exactly the same. I would probably want to draw someone on debut just because everything within that can have so much emotionally draining, and where it is can probably have an impact. But who would I want to draw? Stiff thought that I'm being harsh on someone. It's not my approach. Rasma. There's one. There's two glaring names out of the top 14 at the moment that I'd want to draw right now. There's one number 14. No. Oh. <laughs> 12, and 12, 12 and 13. Clements and Rasma for me. Rasma. If I'm a seed, I'd want one of them. Yeah, I can see that. For me, Lord says, if we try and set someone potentially on debut, I just think it helps in that sense. But it's yeah. going to be a great draw. It's going to be a great draw when, when we see that in a few weeks. Well, it's nice. Like they what? A couple of days before? Yeah. Um, have to be on Destiny's calendar. Yeah. Uh, Lendl says, do you, will Bo play in the Women's Series this weekend? I don't think so. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I think that ship has sailed for now. Yeah. Um, um, no, I, I don't think she will, personally. But what a... Even without bowing there, what a weekend that we have in store. We've been talking about the race, the, the match play. How important is this weekend? 
for the women. Oh, huge. Love to see yeah. uh, a few for nostalgic reasons that they'll love to see Trina getting to that. But there's also a couple of young players. Saw uh, Katie Sheldon the stuff on the City Nations this weekend. Uh, there's a few on there as well. A few young players who could cause a few upsets. But I think there's two secure. Maybe four. But I still think there's quite a few places to fight for. And one good deep run to, to get you in that mix. Do you know if the Maturia is there this weekend? I don't. I don't. I hope she is. But I don't know is the honest answer. She was planning. Last time I spoke to her. She was planning to come over and play. That was the plan. Um, look, I, I, I really hope Robin Byrne and Katie Sheldon make it. Chloe O'Brien has impressed me. Um, yeah, there's a few in and around. I'd, it's going to be it's going to be close. It's going to be interesting, and a lot will depend. On the rankings, there will be a lot of women hoping that Fallon wins her first game on Friday in Amsterdam. A lot or a lot? I was about to say, is it a lot or is it all? Because I think it's all. <laughs> well, apart from Lisa, Lisa, Lisa won't care. Lisa won't care. Um, but everyone three and down. Lisa, Lisa's already there. Look, she's. She, she's at the match play already. She, she won't care about that. He's, I know, but you'd like to finish top. I'm guessing it's going to be... I'd like to think it's going to be first one plays eight, two plays seven. Probably, I would guess so, yeah. I don't know, but that would yeah. be be logical. Um, yeah, there'll be a lot hoping that Fallon wins on Friday. Yeah. Is is the uh, aim of Fallon to play on Saturday if she's out on Friday, or is it just yep. the aim for Sunday? No, she, she, the, the the plan is that if she loses Friday, that she'll be there Saturday. Makes sense. Um, and regardless of what happens, she'll be there on Sunday anyway. Um, evening weekly darts cast. Hope you are good. Uh, yes, uh, Philip, as uh, well, as, as long as the flights are on time, yes, you can make it. Uh, I don't think anything's confirmed, Matthew, for next year, but I think it is. Uh, good question from Rob as well. Again, I'm going to round that off in a minute, but he says, a question for you lads uh, on the Euro Tour. Do you think it's easier to qualify for them now, 24 qualifiers instead of eight? Yeah, absolutely. Without doubt. Was it two yeah. wins for some players? Two, two, yeah, two wins and you're there. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Uh, weekly dance class, fancy Robin and Kate to have good weekends. Yeah, I hope so. They both really impressed me. Um, I'd, I'd like to see them get to get to Blackpool 100% there. 
Right, Boise, pick your last one. Oh, well, actually, just just come up there. James says, did you see the Dieter incident? <laughs> Unfortunately, un un unfortunately, yes. Yeah, and did. And I'm going, I'm sticking by my guns here because I said the same about Phil's. My issue is she stopped and looked. Yeah. I, if you if if you I, just I'm walk with... up to the board, if you just walk up to the board, and a lot of players do it, they don't actually look, they just walk up and the, some of them are chatting to the marker or the referee if they know him well and just take them out. Then I can kind of go with if it's close or at a dodgy angle, maybe you're not sure. But I didn't like the fact she stopped and looked. I'm just being honest. Look, Dieter is a fabulous professional and has been throughout her, her career. But I just don't like the, the, the stop and look. And I said the same about Phil's against Dean Winstanley as well. It, it just doesn't look good. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And yeah, the second part of that, we haven't seen Dieter come out and say anything, so if she has... But what I see that they changed the result of that dame to then div the dame to was it was it Ireland who was playing Republic of Ireland Northern Ireland? I don't know. Have they? Um, I, I, I haven't, all I've seen is the, all I've seen is the video and the internet. I haven't seen any of the results or anything like that. But what they've done is that dame Dieter's win made that someone will threat me. But what he did is Dieter's win was I think it was made it six three. What they've done is they've gave them the points, so they've won five four. Which for me makes right. no difference at all. <laughs> the incident right. is the incident. The dame has been told. The ref's told is the ref's told is final. If the player then hasn't threatened them at that point, the, the, it should have stayed as it is. I think it's a bit of a oh, we can say this now. We can change this result and give them the one point. No one should be winning the dart dame without hitting a winning double. That works both ways. So that result shouldn't have then done the other way. I'm with you. Oh, yeah, the fact no, that the players I, looked at that, I don't think it's right. Yeah, no, and I also agree with what you say there. The fact that it's been called game shot and it's thing, it shouldn't be changed afterwards. I, I, I agree. Um, everyone, it's been an absolute pleasure keeping you. Uh, oh, Dean has put a statement out on Facebook earlier today. All right, cool, mate. I, didn't, I haven't seen it to be fair because I was traveling home. But yeah, look, Dean is a wonderful person, fabulous professional. But I said the same about the great Phil Taylor when he did it. Or, or, so to speak, as well. I just don't like that stop and look. It just doesn't look great. Um, but the live league returns tomorrow at 9.30. So make sure you are on board. Um, absolute pleasure. I've been Phil Bars, Lee Boyce with you as well. Live Lange returns next Monday as well. Remember, Gob will be in Amsterdam as well for us this week for the Amsterdam Masters as the World Series continues. If you haven't yet make sure you drop us a follow on all social platforms facebook twitter instagram and tiktok and of course if you haven't yet why haven't you make sure you subscribe to the youtube channel we're going to be making a short on youtube for the competition we've got to work it out how we're going to do it but it will involve a youtube short so keep your eyes posted for that that is us at online darts signing off for another week it's been an absolute pleasure keeping you entertained and we'll see you all next week <laughs>